Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome to the podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that is really influencing me at the moment. And it's a, a book. It's probably one of the one of philosophy's most famous books by somebody who's considered to be one of the greats of modern philosophy, I suppose, or psychology. I'm not an expert in, in that. I just enjoy reading and finding out what eminent people think and, and how they think and how it applies and basically how life can be made better and more profitable through learning from 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 great people, people I consider to be great who've gone before, who've dive deeply with their thought processes into into how things work and that we can all profit from. Just before I get into that, um, this week I've been um, been on LinkedIn a few times and I've seen a, a picture of a Manchester City under five squad uh, all kitted out with their drips, with their coaches standing proudly by them. And um, it... it the, the picture itself incited an awful lot of comments and quite a lot of comment about whether it was appropriate and and, and the the dangers of that. And I'm 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 not going to get into that. I'm not going to talk about whether I think it's right or wrong, but I think it's a very very interesting point about whether or at what stage we should do what with young people or we should we should implement certain things with with young people and what is the the correct developmental stage for them i think there's far far more people who are better qualified in terms of child development and the best time and the most appropriate time to input certain strategies and 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 to do things that will help people along their way whether that's their journey in and through sport and, and onward into into other aspects of life, but it's a very interesting one, and that coincides with a family friend of mine who informed me. And again, uh, this is linked to uh, an actual um, my uh, one of my cousins whose son has been also chosen to play for a an academy or to go along for trials at an academy, and um, we had a conversation about having fun because. I see it all too often where parents, and it is parents or it's guardians or, or the, the, the the people who are looking after the child who are seemingly excited about the prospects of, of this young person, boy or girl, getting on in life and getting an opportunity. And, you know, at, at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and even 16 years of age, nobody knows what's going to happen next. I've been fortunate enough to work with the best players at under 16, under 17, 
and, and higher than that at that age groups in, in, in England and to see them compete on, on world stages and yet still having achieved that level of success at that age still drop away despite them giving it their best shots. So none of us know what influences and what impacts are going to come along and it is a little bit of a dangerous thought process in my opinion to get overexcited about things like that particularly because it's the industry that I'm involved in in, in very young children getting involved in professional sport and thinking wow you know I mean that is just the first or one little tiny stage in the journey which actually means very very little really it means absolutely nothing in all in all honesty but you know it's easy to understand why and how people who through no fault of their own are are not so educated in 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 how the industry works and think that you know it's it's kind of um a much bigger step than it actually is so you know i think we need to go back to the to the great work that craig simmons did with um, some very very eminent england international footballers who he worked with many many for many many years for decades really and saw thousands and thousands of games and developed relationships with some of the most eminent international players that england has produced in the last few decades and how many of them turned around to craig when he was talking to them and, and doing his research and said to him that the most important person in their lives because of the unconditional love that they received from this person was their mum. And I don't think we can underestimate that fact and uh, get that into perspective. So um, there we go. Just a little aside on that because that's something that's come up this week. And um, you know, it's always good to um, for me on the podcast to, to keep things up to date and to talk about relevant things when they are appropriate. So back to what I was going to talk about, and that's a book by Joseph Campbell called The Hero's Journey. And in a few minutes on on a podcast, I'm not going to talk about what this book means or what I think it means. Um, I think that's for you to find out and for you to, to enjoy yourselves because it's a very, very individual journey, isn't it? But in The Hero's Journey, um, it's, it's a phenomenal read, by the way. I have to say that I tried to read it two or three times before and... I obviously wasn't ready for it because I got into it and read the first few pages and I couldn't understand what it was getting at. So have you ever taken it upon yourself to read something or to listen to something and actually it doesn't mean anything to you? And then you come back to it months or years later and actually, bang, it's right on the money and it hits you between the eyes and you think, ah, I get it now. And then you think the author's changed. Well, the book's been sitting on your bookshelf for five years or the audio's been sitting on your computer for five years and we think in our wisdom that it's the author that's changed well actually i think the lesson is in in <laughs> quite obviously in there that um sometimes we're ready for things and sometimes we're not and that is a great a great lesson when we when we're coaching people or leading people isn't it timing is everything and um in the hero's journey i just want to touch on this because it's impacted me so much and there's so much learning in this it's absolutely brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and i am you know it invite everybody to go and get a copy of this or go and learn about it and go and read about it because it's just phenomenal stuff and in the hero's journey there are numerous stages and this hero's journey essentially represents all of us as human beings on our life journey from when we're born to when we die and 
This hero's journey is what Campbell refers to as the process we go through in life. And actually, we, we go through it many, many times. But we have, I suppose we could look at it from a macro point of view and say the whole thing is one journey. But within that journey are hundreds and thousands or possibly millions of, of, of hero's journeys. And there are, you know, Brian Johnson in his wisdom on his Entheos work has talked about how every single decision we make in our life, imagine that every single decision we make in our life is a hero's journey. If we break it down, uh, it, it's a phenomenal thought process and it's highly, highly powerful. And I actually love it. And, you know, I, I, again, I invite you to go and find out about it and read the book and, and find out for yourself because, you know, I don't feel qualified to, to explain it any better than that, really. So um, I'm going to ex- I'm just going to touch on a few things that, that, that I really love about this. And um, I, I'm certain at a later date we're going to take a, a much deeper dive in because I'm, I'm nowhere near finished the book. And um, I read, I try and read a little bit every day. It's one of my things I, I, I decided to do at the beginning of 2019 was to make sure that I read at least some part of a book every single day. And uh, up to yeah, I've got a red tick on every page. And um, even if I don't read a lot, I, I try and read a little bit just to um, take those baby steps. So in this life journey, this hero's journey that we all go on, that he breaks it down into a number of stages. And he talks about the first stage being the call where we are called to adventure. And sometimes, as Campbell points out, we're all called, but not all of us hear. And certainly not all of us respond. And sometimes we may choose not to hear, but we're all called to adventure. So what is this call to adventure? For me, it's the, it's the desires that are within us that stir us, that think, I'd love to do that. I want to do that. I want to go there. How many of us have got those things that say, I'd love to do that. I'd love to own one of those. I'd love to travel there. I'd love to do that for a living. I'd love to be with that person. I'd love to create this. And sometimes those dreams or those those imaginings are so big and so powerful and so amazing to us personally that, and, and how many of us have gone through this, you thought, within five seconds of almost having that, you think, oh my days, what would X think of me? What would my husband, my wife, my mum, my dad, my brother, my sister, my workmates, what would they, the committee of they, the people I work with, my boss, what would they think of me if I even mentioned that or they found out that I was going to go down that path. I think I've been through that, that process a million, million times. I think I've put my life on hold for months and months and months, if not years on end, based on thought processes like that, whether they be conscious or subconscious. And as I read recently, the only mistake is allowing it to continue. It is not actually an error or a mistake to think to actually do that. It's just a mistake to let it carry on once you realise it. So we are all called to adventure. So first of all, Campbell talks about embracing and enveloping and championing that call to adventure because it's unique to you. It's unique to you because you're you and only you have that thing inside you that inspires you to do or become or have or get to or be with or whatever it is that particular thing. So it's special and it's unique and it's a holy thing that's just you. And then he talks about the next stage, which is often the refusal or the decline. 
And that's like that little devil thought process or that other thought process that comes from somewhere that says, you can't do that. You'll never do that. Why are you doing that? What will they think? That's not for you. You're poor. You're broke. You're, you're, you're not successful. You're, you know, you, you can't compete. You've never done that. Nobody in your family's done that and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you can't get out of this country or you, you can't, you can't play for them or you can't get this gold medal or, or do that. And that's where you go, oh yeah, you're right. The refusal or the even looking away. How many times have we actually just put something away, whether that's physically or consciously or because you just think, oh, ignore that because it feels more comfortable psychologically to ignore it or somebody points something out. Ooh, how many times have we been in this situation whereby somebody calls you out for something and it might not be in a friendly way. It might be in a quite assertive way that actually kind of gets to you emotionally where you feel anger raise up inside you and you might even have that red mist you know where you actually think i could actually go and you know physically do some harm to that person because i feel really threatened and really i feel a bit psychologically violated by what they've just said because that's really challenged me and actually we don't take the time to analyze whether what they're saying has some truth because if imagine if it did and if we could embrace that truth and if we could take on board a part of that truth or whatever part of that truth resonated with us that would actually improve our situation, our sport, our performance, our team, our life, our business so that our ego is put out of the way because it's more important to be, you know, to be right and put that process, that thought process away so it's not about being right and, and embracing the truth, then maybe we'd all be better off. Maybe that's that's something that, you know, that refusal, because we all refuse things. Wow. You know, the things that I've refused in my life because I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't think I'm up for it. don't think I can do it. What will they say? Um, I'm, I'm not good enough, not strong enough. You know, that, that refusal, whatever it is for you, if you start to recognize that you're on the path, you're on the right path. And then... What happens then if we refuse it? Well, our life kind of just ticks along, doesn't it? And it, and it, and it, and it you know, the same kind of challenges come to us. How many, how many of us recognize this? Wow, this is this conversation is just kind of taking on legs of its own. How many of us recognize this? Whereby you think oh, I've been here before, I've had this thought process before, this discomfort. I don't like this, but I keep having this. Do you recognize patterns that keep happening in your thought processes, in your sport, in your journey, in your business, in your leadership? whereby you, you recognize that the same thing keeps happening. But sometimes psychologists or people, commentators call it um, different places, different faces, the same thing. Happens in relationships, different faces, different places. And one of the messages that can be in that is that we are doing the same thing and we haven't moved on. We, have, we either haven't let go of what it is we need to let go of. And often that's the... That's the amazing thing. It Often it's not that we need to do something. It's often and very often, possibly even more often, we just need to stop doing something. And it might just be a thought process. There's not even any physical effort involved. It's just stopping doing something. Not fighting it, just letting go. Uh, almost allowing it to be taking that detached view of ourselves and the situation and saying 
internally. Look what's happening here. I can see what's happening, letting it go. And then seeing it drift away because you can see if you identify it, its power seems to become less. Is that anything that you can recognize? And that, that change almost, that, that infinitesimally small change, maybe just a baby step on towards the next thing where things start to feel a little bit different and situations just seemingly start to transform. It's not like they become totally different in one second. Sometimes they do. But just by making that small change in your thought process, things start to, to move in a certain direction and, and momentum is everything. Momentum is everything in life and in sport. And momentum comes and momentum goes. I know it's like the old, uh, the, the, the old quotation of, of a, a rising tide raises all ships. And, you know, if we look for those tides and we, and we jump on those tides, you know, there is a tide in the affairs of men that if taken at the, at the swell, or and excuse me, I've forgotten the whole quotation, but it takes us on to greatness. If we miss it, we miss that boat. But there will be another one. There will be another one. It's not the end. There will be another one. So we're often and probably almost possibly even every second at that threshold whereby, whereby we can make a decision to become a hero in our own way and take the next step. Because the word hero almost conjures up this, this, this individual on a, a magnificent white steed with a you know with armor and weaponry that comes to save us the the brave heart figure the henry the fifth figure the 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 great president the 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 amazing person who changes people's lives that people know about well actually it isn't the hero is you because you are the hero in your own life and that's what it's about so we are referring to ourselves and Campbell is referring to ourselves and he's talking about us. And I think when we analyze it more that we're always at that threshold. So every single decision we make will either take us closer and onto that hero's journey and into the next step. And or it will keep us where we are at the, the safety of the camp of no decision. And I recognize this so much. I don't know if you do, but can you recognize when you've got something that seems to be an enormous decision at your door? A decision that you are scared to take because you weigh up and you weigh up and you weigh up and you weigh up. It might be buying a house. It might be buying a car. It might be getting involved in a relationship. It might be a work. It might be a holiday. It could be a decision to say something, it could be to leave a relationship, it could be to change your career, it could be absolutely anything. But you camp and you camp and you camp because the fear paralyzes you and it's more comfortable to sit at that point, at that fork in the road, than it is to actually take a step. And we think that with time it will change. It never ever changes. In fact, it becomes more uncomfortable. The fire campfire gets less warming the people around it seem to be less welcoming the chairs we sit in seem to have more drawing pins sticking up through them and that's the, the situation that emerson describes for me as people 
living lives of quiet desperation. He said, Emerson says, said that people, most people live lives of quiet desperation. Well, the epitome of that is the campfire kind of scenario where we're at that crossroads and we can be at that crossroads many, many times a day. It doesn't have to be the epic decision, but often they, often they are. We're at that threshold. And undoubtedly, for it to be of, of importance, it will involve a fear. It will involve a decision because if there is no decision, there is no crossroads. There is nowhere to go that's going to take us anywhere. It will involve a fear because that's part of the process. And if we think we can get somewhere and we can, we can join, as Campbell writes in his amazing book, the throngs of the heroes who've gone before us, and they aren't necessarily the people who become our world leaders. They're, the, they're, they're anybody you admire. They can be absolutely anybody. It can be your next door neighbor or the person in the next country that you've never heard of who has fought a personal battle against a disease process and has maintained a dignity and, and, and loved their family through it, etc., etc. It can be absolutely anything. It doesn't have to be the epitomized celebrity or, 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 or the media personality it's absolutely nothing to do with that it's a completely individual personal thing we all decide what a heroic decision is and then the, the moment we decide that actually it's ours the our decision and it's all about us in terms of our decisions then and, and take the focus off off thinking the world is all out there and just do what's in front of us which is what the hero's journey actually is part of part of the hero's journey story is telling us then we will join the throngs of people because you just know internally that you've made you've been on that journey you are on that journey and you can look back and say do you know what i can i've made that decision and i know it was a challenge at the time and now it was absolutely nothing and you look back and there's people coming behind you and this is where that amazing poem that i love so much that i think it's um is it will alan drumgool about the bridge builder the, uh, the builder lifted his old grey head because he's, you know, and he's building a bridge for other people. And that's what you will do by your decision-making processes and the progress you make in your life. Sometimes we all think that people aren't watching us as leaders, as managers, as coaches, as inspirers. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is watching. No matter what you think, the world is watching. If we are concerned whether they're watching then we're probably not on the right path. But the world is watching. And if you're concerned about whether the world is watching, maybe that's a learning thing to just turn our focus inward a little bit so the journey becomes an inward one. But you will become a hero to somebody because of what you do. And you look back at the decisions they're making and think, well, just do it. What on earth is holding you back? Because you can see on the other side of the fence that they've got to climb over or the other side of the ditch. Or you can see two months down the line and you want to hold their hand and help them jump over. And sometimes that helps. Sometimes you've just got to be the person that says, I believe in you. I'll see you later because I'm going over that hill. If you're coming, come. And sometimes that's the way forward. I had a great conversation yesterday. A really great conversation with a guy called Rich Carter. Um, got a great interview coming up on the podcast in a, in a few weeks' time. Rich gave me a good couple of hours of his time yesterday. We captured a good hour of it on the, on the podcast. And um, an eminent football coach, uh, very intelligent young 
young coach who was into coaching at an early age. And we had some great conversations about how he, in a professional premiership environment, gave leadership to young players and how they responded and how he saw them grow as people and as players by giving the responsibility to them. It was a brilliant conversation and it's very much related to, to, to inspiring people. And once we've crossed that threshold, is that it? We've decided or we take that step. I think you'll find if you believe in what Joseph Campbell says that that's only the start because that's when things start to look pretty bad. That's when we face the things that we probably feared. You didn't tell me it was this bad. I remember somebody saying to me once, oh, you need to start meditating. It's amazing. And I did, I did meditate. I, I've, I've been a, a, a regular meditation practitioner for many, many years. It's a very personal thing, and it's just something I, I do. I, I strongly believe in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. And um, I have to say that once I'd started meditating, all, all these eminent people said, you know, this will happen. This will be amazing. My life seemed to start falling apart bit drastic, I don't quite mean that in that way, but seriously, some people do say that their lives start falling apart. That's just part of the process. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, by the way, but if you take a step on a hero's journey and you cross the threshold and go for it, and you think it's all going to be lights, bells and whistles, and everything's going to be great as soon as I've made that decision, sometimes you get that that momentary thing, do you know what, that relief, oh, thank goodness for that, made that decision. How many times have we made a decision and go, oh, I feel better for that? A lot of times. But then... That is when we face the plateau. That's when we face the probably the deep, dark forest, the fears in the night, the, the waking up. Sometimes it can be like, oh, my days, I'm not sleeping. Or the challenges really start to become imminent. It's like the test. And what do we have to do? We have to stick at it. Because when we look back at our own lives, look back at your own life, at some of the things you've come through and some of the things your players come through, your athletes come through, the people in your teams come through. And... They have survived and they've come through it and they're better for it. And there are some things, some people, circumstances that come to their aid. And that's what Campbell talks about in The Hero's Journey. Things will come to your aid to help you. Those synergistic things, those people, those events, uh, the synchronous act, act, things that just occur, amazing. All from the decision and that taking that step. We could talk about this all day. It's amazing stuff. And then you'll have these periods where you think, oh, I'm through this. Wow, great, done it. And then what? The next decision, the next threshold, the next momentary glimpse of the future, and then the plateau, the dark depths of the plateau. So amazing stuff. We're all on our hero's journey, and so are all the people who are in our teams and, and, and you know, and the people that we that we care for and we look after and, and we help to inspire no matter what, you know, if you're in your business, you're in your team, you're you're a, you're in a leadership capacity because that's what this is about. And it's helping them to trust the process and take those baby steps and move forward and take the next step on their journey. So I think that's, that's all I want to talk about. I just wanted to talk about that book because it's having such an impact. I can't um, say, say enough about um, how... I would recommend it. So go and check it out. You'll obviously find it on all the usual platforms. It'll be on Amazon. Um, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll change your life, folks. Um, but uh, yeah, The Hero's Journey, Joseph Campbell. If you want to comment on it, you want to chat about it, and um, you want to let me know what you think, it's, as always, Facebook or LinkedIn. Let me know. 
uh, www.robriles.co.uk leader manager coach great to have you along do appreciate it hope you've got one thing out of it at least for your your time today share the message spread the word and uh, i'll catch you later all right bye-bye